when I found out I was going to be a parent, I immediately felt a lot of anxiety and worry. So I went on to BetterHelp to try to look for a therapist to help me with that. My relationship with my family and with my boyfriend and with myself were suffering. I really needed help. I was ruminating a lot. Really getting those thoughts out to a therapist and getting feedback was just life-changing. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, visit betterhelp.com slash stuff today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash stuff. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts season two of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck, and this is Short Stuff, as I said already, and this is Short Stuff, so let's go. So when I was a kid, I don't know if your dad ever did this, something tells me your dad may have had a, a brief foray into metal detecting. <laughs> yep. It seemed to be maybe a, a little bit of a, I don't know about fad or craze if it was that widespread, but uh-huh. I know quite a few of us in our age group whose mothers and fathers, for some reason, more fathers than mothers, mm-hmm. uh, and there were generally more mothers going, seriously, like, you're going to spend three hours on the beach doing that? Mm-hmm. Uh, roaming around the beaches and forests of America with a metal detector, hoping to, in my dad's case, I think he was probably hoping to strike it rich with some rare find. Yeah, I think all of them were secretly. Some of them might have tried to play like, you know, they were really just in it for the science or whatever, but they were hoping to find some roaming horde right. <laughs> for some reason in Indiana. And I thought it was cool at the time because I would do anything to to try and uh, get my dad to pay attention to me. So I would tag along and I would metal detect right alongside of him, and I thought it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found myself when I heard about magnet fishing just recently, I learned that this was a thing. Yeah, saying, "Oh wow, that looks like something I might want to try." And then I went, "Oh my god, I've become my father." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were you like maybe I'll strike it rich? No, but I I just think it's kind of kind of cool and fun. Well, then, I like Chuck, the idea think, of it. I think you can get into it, and it will be easy to get into because the barriers for getting into magnet fishing have, are purposefully kept low so that everybody can get into it because it's supposed to be a really fun pastime. And we should tell everybody what magnet fishing is. I mean, do it. if there's ever been a term that uh-huh. we needed to define, <laughs> it, it's magnet fishing. Are you fishing for magnets? Yes. Are you using magnets to try and get a fish out of a lake? Yeah, there's so much mercury in fish now that you can use magnets to catch them. (laughs) No, that's not not what magnet fishing is. Magnet fishing is having a rope Mm -hmm. tied to a A dope, very strong magnet, magnet, which we'll talk about what these magnets are and how they work and stuff. And And dropping it in a canal or a river or a lake or off of a bridge into any of these bodies of water. Uh-huh. Dragging it along and hoping that you pull up uh, something cool or valuable or both. Well, where does the dope come in? I don't know. I guess you yeah. should. Well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I can use my imagination. Yes. So, um, from looking at on YouTube, uh, what I've seen more often than not, what comes out of the 
the lake or the river or the canal uh, is not anything most people would want to touch. So I think like being a magnet fisherman, you're you're you have to be fascinated by icky things, rusty things <laughs> that were once not rusty or icky, and that the fact that they're underwater now makes them by nature interesting to magnet fishers. Yeah, and uh, this, by the way, comes from our old colleagues at HowStuffWorks.com, and they aptly point out that uh, this is pretty. It's it's caught on here in America pretty well. Uh, especially during the pandemic, they did interview someone who, uh, in our, our own state of Georgia, who opened a magnet place to like kind of furnish supplies for people. Mm-hmm. And he was like, man, this it's like during the pandemic and during lockdown, things really blew up because you can socially distance. It got people out of the house. It really passes the time. Mm-hmm. Something you can take your kid and do. So it's really been booming in the States in the past couple of years, but it's long been popular in Europe. Uh, and for good reason, because Europe is older and there are more interesting finds and you're way more likely to find some old, unexploded munition <laughs> that you might want on your shelf, even though that's very dangerous, Sure. Uh, than you might in America. Yeah, we should buzz market that dude, too, because he seems okay. But, sure. Uh, Brute Magnetics in North Georgia. Yeah, Clay Copeland. So um, what what they've put together are, and, and he's actually the reason that I said that this is this um, hobby's being kept accessible purposefully, um, because the he said that the the most powerful magnet that they sell, uh, the top of the line, the blue ribbon over, system, <laughs> can pull over two thousand pounds of um, metal out of whatever waterway you're fishing in. Um, it's still only like two hundred dollars. Yeah, not bad for a hobby. No, and if you stop and think about it, you could, like, there's a 2,000-pound piece of metal. That's getting close to, like, a car, you know? <laughs> Isn't it? I don't know. How much do cars weigh? <laughs> I don't know. Like, 2,000 pounds is what I'm guessing. Probably the topped out at 2,000 pounds. So, like, a Hummer probably weighs 2,000 pounds. Okay. <laughs> I think that might be wrong. But the point is this. There's a 2,000-pound magnet or a magnet that can pull 2,000 pounds for 200 bucks. That's a good deal, Okay. That is a good deal. Uh, you know, any kind of hobby when your barrier to entry is a couple hundred dollars and you can spend hours and hours like with your kids or something, mm-hmm. not bad at all. Uh, you, you should be sure of a few things. One, that you have – that you're really good at tying knots because what you okay. don't want to do is lose that magnet. Sure. And then have to get a magnet to fish out that magnet. Yeah. So be good, really good at tying knots. You want a, a rope that's – uh, 50 to 100 feet, depending on, you know, if you're obviously dropping off a of bridges, you're going to want the longer rope. Mm-hmm. And I saw that nylon paracord is a really good option because it's uh, like a thicker one because it's it's got that perfect mix of t- toughness and elasticity. Mm-hmm. And the, the magnets that you would buy, too, are not your normal refrigerator magnets, which are made of ferrite. Um, the ones that uh, Mr. Copeland sells are made of um, neodymium, is how I'm going to say it. I think that's right. And neodymium is a, it's a rare earth metal, and they mix it with a boron and iron. And it's just, again, super strong. Like, you're not going to pull anything approaching 2,000 pounds with a, a refrigerator magnet, even if it's super, super big. Um, and that's the point. You want a fairly compact magnet that is also designed uh, in a streamlined manner, so it's not going to get hooked up on all sorts of muck and kelp and seaweed and all that sure. stuff, too. Should we take a break? I think so. We're, we're really just getting started with magnet fishing, everybody. All right. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Altoids because, let's face it, unraveling the mysteries of the universe is tough work. But with Altoids, your breath will be stronger than a black hole's gravitational pull, more intense than an alien abduction, and more reliable than your phone's battery during a podcast marathon. When it comes to needing intense freshness, Altoids have you covered. Altoids are stronger than your favorite conspiracy theory, more intense than the latest true crime docuseries, and more reliable than a Bigfoot sighting. They're not just mints, they're curiously strong mints. Find Altoids in the checkout aisle. Grab your tin today. Hey, everybody. It's time you heard about Squarespace. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own website. Whether it's an online course or custom merch, Squarespace has you covered. That's right. Courses is a great program. You can start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with a powerful Fluid Engine editor. That's right. With Fluid Engine, which is a next-generation website design system, by the way, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. That's right. And don't forget the commerce side, because after that, you can charge a one-time fee, or you can even sell a subscription. Yeah. So turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. And right now, go to squarespace.com stuff for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code STUFF to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace. Hey, everybody. Did you know that Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico? But it's more than just a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Yeah, that's right. It's an island that's filled with adventure around every corner and natural treasures waiting to be explored, like El Yunque, the only tropical rainforest in the entire United States. That's right. Or you can get swept away by natural beauty and come away with unique stories that could only be experienced in Puerto Rico that remind you of why you travel in the first place. Visits end, but stories last forever. You don't become a part of the island. It becomes a part of you. That's right. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Ready, set, griddle this grilling season. Get the Weber Slate rust-resistant griddle with a carbon steel cooktop that's safe for metal tools. It's pre-seasoned with food-safe oils and ready to cook on right out of the box. With no use of coatings, you can use metal tools to flip, press, and scrape without worry. It's the griddle that stays ready, not rusty. Everything rusts and nobody talks about it because they couldn't fix it until now. With Weber's new rust resistance technology, your Weber will last for years. Yeah, when used, the carbon steel griddle hardens and bonds the surface, which reduces the ability for moisture to collect and rust to form. Plus, the griddle heats evenly edge to edge reaching all the way up to 500 degrees. That's right. And with the Weber Works Prep Cook and Store System, you can keep cooking and cleaning supplies handy, carry food and condiments from the kitchen to the griddle, and even convert the side table into a prep station. So get fired up for your new Weber Slate rust-resistant griddle. Uh, by the way, during our break, I just looked it up. The average weight of a car is about 4,200 pounds. Okay. So I think like uh, one of those smart cars may be about 2,000 pounds. Sure. We'll go, I'll take smart car. It's basically <laughs> the same thing as a Hummer. Uh, and before I forget, the other thing I meant to mention on what you might need to get started is a tetanus shot. Uh, <laughs> That's a good I point. mean, it's kind of funny to say, but that is no joke. 
because you are pulling old rusty things out of the water inevitably. And uh, that's the nature of magnets and metal uh-huh. and being underwater. So uh, you do want a tetanus shot and to have like some like gloves and stuff like that. You also want to have um, some common decency. Yes. Because one of the reasons that um, some magnet fishers, fisher people, have a bad reputation in some places like the UK and Germany are apparently two places where they kind of frown upon magnet fishing because people will magnet fish, pull out some metallic junk that they Mm -hmm. don't want and just like leave it on the side of the river or the sidewalk, like the walking path alongside a canal or something like that. Yeah, I get the impression that if you haul something out, it's up to you to either keep it or throw it away, not just leave it there. Yes, or turn in, uh, in the case of unexploded munitions, if you find an old World War II hand grenade mm-hmm. or bullets. I mean, it, it seems like I looked up a lot of these finds and stuff, and it is disturbing how many weapons are in bags in rivers. <laughs> yeah. uh, it really makes you wonder why it's in there. Uh, but lots of guns are found. Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of bullets are found. I saw one where this little six-year-old girl and her parents pulled 600 bullets out of a lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, like AK-47, someone found a Tommy gun. Wow. That's a pretty good find. That's uh, a Civil heck of War a revolver, find. pretty good find. Sure. But, you know, people are d- dumping dangerous things. Uh, era, like Civil War era swords, pretty good find. Sure. Um, but there are dangerous things down there, uh, and if anything is unexploded, don't just – I think the assumption is it's always dangerous, so you should probably get in touch with somebody about it. Yeah, and that's especially true in Europe where a lot of World War II artillery and ammunition is Tons still laying around. Yeah, um, I saw a blog post, Chuck, that I guess hadn't heard about the Tommy gun because it was called like the, the greatest – magnet fishing finds of all time. Oh, really? And one of them was like a bench, like a park bench. <laughs> and the caption was, who couldn't use a free bench? <laughs> like they were really trying to sell it. So I guess they, the Tommy gun hadn't been found yet. I saw one guy who, there was a picture of him holding up a machine gun, standing beside, no lie, it was either eight or ten of those stupid rental scooters, electric scooters, Oh. People just throw those in bodies of water. Yeah, and shopping carts, too. You know who does that? Disaffected teenagers. <laughs> uh, I saw one guy found a human body that had uh, handcuffs on. No. Yes. No. Yes. Boy, I used the wrong search terms for magnet fishing <laughs> finds because I didn't see anything like that. I just searched for, like, most interesting finds. A and, body and with handcuffs? Up. Are you for real? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's what this one goofy website said. Goodness to be gracious. Believed. Wow. That was pretty much my worst fear when I was a youngster vacationing in Lake Erie. Along oh, Lake Erie. body? Yes. Yeah. Man, just bumping into a body that I just knew was out there, five feet away from me, headed right toward me. Uh-huh. The idea of finding one magnet, <laughs> oh my God. I, I'm going to have to go like chill out for a little bit before we record our next short stuff. Well, could you imagine they're pulling this thing out and it, it's coming up handcuff first. So either around the ankles or around the wrist. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's a pretty gruesome discovery. Yeah. Good Lord. Well, thanks for ending it like that.
Sure. Well, we're not quite done. It's um, oh, okay. I, I just wanted to say how discouraging it is that people are pulling out so much trash. Mm-hmm. It's great the people that are doing this to pull out the trash and dispose of it well. Yeah. Uh, but as I was researching this yesterday, Emily uh, texted me that uh, our house is next to sort of this bamboo forest with a creek. And uh, she saw a truck pull over and throw a gigantic microwave into the creek and speed off. Oh, man. And now I have to go fish that microwave out. She got his license plate, but I'm like, what are you going to do, you know? I mean, yeah, we can I'm turn sure them in. Yeah, the APD but, will be all over yeah, that. Be all, it'd be like the cops and the Big Lebowski. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got a whole team of guys working on it. <laughs> but now I got to go fish this microwave out. I just There's no way I can let it sit there. Are you going to get yourself a $200 magnum, magnet from Mr. Clay Copeland of Brute Magnetics? I probably should because that would be the easiest way to do it. Uh, and it would be legal in Georgia. Uh, mm-hmm. Legality-wise, we should mention that it's uh, everywhere so far except for South Carolina. It is legal because in South Carolina, it falls under the South Carolina Underwater Antiques Act, which prohibits you from collecting things with equipment uh, deployed from the surface of the water. And that even means magnets. Yeah, especially magnets is what I heard. Yeah, and Europe is a little more uh, control, not controlling, but they have more restrictions and things in place, right? Yeah, again, there's a lot of unexploded ordnance that's just the right age to blow up in your face accidentally when you're inspecting it to figure out what it is. That's right. So it makes sense. So that's magnet fishing. Go forth, check out Brute Magnetics, get yourself a magnet, and uh, throw away the stuff you don't want. Don't throw it back or just leave it on the side of the road, okay? Agreed. Uh, That's it for short stuff since Chuck agreed. That's official. See you later. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.